0: saturday wow
1: i look focused
2: and ronnie's frozen not frozen no more i know right i'm couple marriage and family therapist sports family therapist dr lauren pitts
1: and i am ronnie ransom jr former student athlete welcome back to house talk pregame episode i believe this is 114
2: it is 114 pay that (laughs) for you gamblers (laughs)
1: Every time I see every time I see a weird three different three digit number or four digit number, I got a friend who does pick three and pick four. And I always send it to him. And I'm like, hey, look, bro, if it hit, I just want 10%. All right. That's all I'm asking Be for.
0: Indeed, indeed, indeed. It's more funny. Uh,
1: isn't it crazy? Already.
0: It's more. Fun.
1: I feel like literally it's like each Year, I get older, like you remember. The old, I know, I know, our younger listeners are gonna be like, What you could do that? But you remember on an old TV remote, you could control the speed, the fast forward speed, it could be like two yes. times, four times, 16 times. Right? I feel and you could like always each... go
2: faster than you intended to and have to slam on I... brakes, or... <laughs>
1: oh, but they're right. going to reverse too, too fast, <laughs> exactly. Right? But I feel like the older I get, each month just I always say the first six months of the year fly by. And then by the time June gets here, it kind of slows down. But man, if we're you to already to be my March, age,
2: you wake up, it's December 31st again. <laughs> oh, Lord, oh Lord <laughs> if, man, I ain't. Time travels at warp speed. The 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 aura you get, it's, it really does feel like the faster time moves. And at this age, and I mean, yeah, I'm 55, but I still feel young. But I tell you, it's you blink and it's December again. And I'm like, what the heck?
1: It, i think also too i think that also happens so we stay busy as well too you yeah, know always I, I would imagine if you know if all we did was sit around and twiddle our thumbs all day it might move a little bit slower sure. um and I'll actually twitter and, and oddly enough I'm, I'm gonna preview for next week's show I, i'm gonna do a little monologue for next okay. week because next saturday is a really really important day in human history that i'll go over next week so make sure y'all stay tuned for next week's show about that as well yeah um, yeah and
2: kevin manager will be back with us next week too
1: <clears throat> that's right that's right yeah, that's Kevin's right, hanging that's out right. With us oh next yeah next week Next week's show is going to be really good but yeah. we have a great show lined up for you all today um we're going to be talking about retiring hanging it up putting the cleats and up cleats. taking mm-hmm. the helmet off the last time um we're going to be talking about that and you know what all comes with that you know how do you know when it's time you know do you know when it's time or right. what if what if an injury tells you it's time or mm-hmm. if you're a professional athlete what if the organization tells you a brass time you mm-hmm. know so we're going to be going over that and a couple other things it's women it's women's history month right i want to make sure i'm saying it the right way it's, it's it, it, it is is women's history right
2: it is it is it is
1: shout out to all our women out there um i love women always will always have never will change you know without women you know none of us would be here as tupac said um you know shout out to it's all Shout out to all of our black women out there as well. You know, um, I don't think black women always get it, never really get enough uh, acclaim or praise or flowers and everything. So let me just take this time to say okay. to all of our black women out there, mm-hmm. um, you are appreciated, you are loved. Um, we will continue to protect you, provide for you um, a- a- as black men um, and you know, yeah, you know, we're gonna make sure that, you know, we celebrate you all this month and, and you know, make sure that, you know, you all are appreciated and uh, in value. Um, So, you know, while I can still call you all women, before they made me call you all humans, you know. He's so
0: freaking
1: dumb. Speaking of that, I had to ask you real quick. um, I know we had, I know this is kind of off topic, but it was on my mind. Um, I got something to tell
2: you off topic too, but on topic, but on,
1: off, on. Have you noticed um, within the clinical world and also society, how they have slowly moved away from saying suicide and calling it unaliving. No, really, I've never heard that. Really, I'm just gonna. Wow, um, unaliving, yeah. unaliving. Um, I I've seen it talk. I've seen it said on a couple news uh, broadcasts.
2: So we're supposed um, to do an unaliving risk assessment.
1: Hey. I know in sports, you can't call it suicide no more. You got to call the over and backs, you know? Um, I, yeah, I just, I just wanted to know if you had seen, it. I, I've i been- um, I haven't seen it. Me and, me and my therapist were talking about that um, a couple weeks ago. Cause she was like, she's noticed a lot of people have been saying, yeah, he tried to unalive himself. And I was like, that's a lot of words to be trying to unalive. Like, I think, I think sometimes we get too PC as a, as a society- um and look you know and i'm not why not just
2: say have you are you considering self harm right
1: you know and i'm not i'm not trying to glorify um uh suicide or anything or make you know no. the word suicide you know valuable however you know it is what it is like you know the the word is there for a reason it, you know we shouldn't be running from calling it what it is you know if anything yeah. the more you understand that you know how people fall into that mindset and how people get into that mindset and what we can do as a society to make sure people don't fall into that mindset as much that's more important
0: they're gonna
2: put it over in the category with gay and slavery mm because we can't say those either Mm -hmm. Mm yeah okay let me know how that works out for you
1: well you know um i mean i'm pretty i'm probably gonna be around here for about what they say if you make it to seventy-five, you live a really good life. So I'm thirty, so I got about forty-five more summers. Um, you know, so we'll see how these how these forty-five summers go. After summer number forty-five, if it's gotten worse, I'm gonna I'm gonna come find you and be like, hey, let me just give you an update on what's going on on this side, <laughs> like you know. But um, yeah, and no, I just wanted to ask you, have you heard that? Because I just thought that was, I don't know, I, I feel like we just get weird as a people sometimes. Like we just be so afraid to say certain things, like you know, but neither here nor there. What were you going to ask me?
2: Now, I, was, I wasn't going to ask you something. I was going to tell you something because I am psyched about it and my husband told me something wrong with me.
0: <laughs> What's up? So
2: Ronnie, you
0: uh-huh. know I have
2: this problem. And I, so how I decompress after a long day of listening to other people's problems is I play wordscapes on my phone. So I'm constantly, constantly, constantly you know, whether it's expanding my vocabulary or reiterating what I already know, or whatever the case may be, spelling, blah, blah, blah. I play wordscapes. Well, you know, sometimes when you're on the apps on your phone, different advertisements for different apps will come up. And I have a whoops and So a lot of different games come up and they're hilarious to me, but I wouldn't play them. But Ronnie OMG, I came across a sports trivia star ad. Ronnie, I am the bomb when it comes to football let me just go ahead and tell you. So I'm so (laughs) sorry because I was like, oh my God, I really do know football. Now I suck at basketball, golf, and all the rest of them, but but I know football. And I'm not even going to lie, the the higher you go in the levels, the harder the questions get. But Mm -hmm. even some of my lucky guesses have been sport on, spot on. Ronnie, do you know who makes the Lombardi
0: Trophy? oh um no googling no googling hands are right here oh
1: i'm frozen hands are right here um oh i've seen a. have seen a video a long long time ago but it's not no who makes it
2: tiffany and company
1: i knew it was one of the big jewelers. tiffany
2: and company makes the lombardi trophy mm-hmm. i said who knowed
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so yeah not. I'm taking like I'm at some crazy level now because I'm like I binge play it and I literally have only gotten four questions wrong and they oh, were up at the high 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 level like I'm like I really do know football players so sorry. okay yeah, so I just want to share it so that's Check my that's my thing so I'm thinking so I'm gonna hit the little button so let's start please who was an offensive captain for the Giants going into the 2014 season? Russ Weaver, Stevie Brown, Zach DiAsi, or Eli Manning? Eli Manning. That was easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that was the easy one right there.
2: What team drafted Clay Matthews? Green Bay Packers, New York Giants, Tampa Green Bay, Bay Packers. Okay. How many yards without penalties are normally needed to achieve a first down football? That's easy. That's 10.
0: Man. I got that. One. Yeah.
2: Um, which football star is a Hall of Famer and Heisman Trophy winning
0: runner? Earl Campbell, Brett Favre, Roger Stahlbach, or Bob Lilly? I think Earl Campbell. Very good, Ronnie. You win that round. How many points did we
2: get? I got a car. Pick one. We got five times the points. We just got seven hundred and twenty-five points. I have eleven thousand five hundred and forty-three points so far. Boom, 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 and just move to a little what, new. Level. What is
1: it? What's the what's the cash value of that? What's the... four
2: thousand six hundred and twenty dollars?
1: Hold hold on hold on hold on hold on. Time out time out. What now? You said four four like dollars is
2: the, is the cash value. That's what they have for the dollar sign. And then for the points, it's stars. It's 11,543 like get, stars
1: equates $4,620. Like you get that
2: $4,620?
1: No. Oh, I am about to say, what's I mean, the what's look, that, And what's even if man? I
2: really did, do you think I would say that on the air?
0: <laughs> I I
1: but let me, I'm about to say, let me, first of all, let me get that app because I'm about to go I on there right now. We're about, we're about to spend the whole episode just playing.
0: <laughs> Those was <work story. laughs>
1: trivia. Man, okay, like, cool,
0: cool, cool.
1: In the world. I used to have I, there was a um there was a trivia app a long time ago. I think it was, I forgot what it was called, but it was like about a bunch of various topics. You could do mm-hmm. movies, music, sports, uh history.
2: It's called um, fun trivia.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm an Yeah, it, yeah that's exactly what app. it is. Mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is i used to play that joint because mm-hmm. you can play against people too, music
2: everything yeah i think you can play against people too right i've never played against people i just play against the computer but yeah i play ah. that too <laughs> so okay i'm a nerd I, don't, I, I just am
1: well if you can okay. cash out just 10 percent, since i answered you know those questions you. you know just 10 i got you but um
2: 20 so you got three 30 you got three questions all right Oh, I'll take that shit. I'll
1: take that. Shit, I'll take that. I'll take that. But um so um this week the uh NFLPA released a uh NFL report card um grading all 32 teams on let me find it. Uh the um let me find what they were graded on. Hold on one be disrespectful, second. Ronnie. What happened?
0: I'm
2: just saying don't say nothing slip.
1: Oh no, no. No, actually, uh, no, like I said, the Cowboys, um, the Cowboys were ranked fifth out of 32 teams for uh, the report card. I think they had an a I think they had an a minus as their overall score. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were these teams evaluated on? So the NFLPA did a report card because um, they wanted to, you know, be able to, uh, you know, let more, more so the free agents know, like about each mm-hmm. team, and what to expect and everything. So each nfl and they, and they surveyed all 1300 um current active roster uh players from the from each nfl team um so each nfl team was uh ranked well they were measured on the treatment of families nutrition weight room strength staff training room training mm-hmm. staff and locker room
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so with that being said so some of the uh shockers that came from this article so well, let's well from this report card let's get started on it so number one the Arizona Cardinals literally penny pinch when it comes to feeding their players Dr Piss did you know that the Arizona Cardinals make their players pay for food on on site on the uh facility
2: no way get out of here
1: and on off days on league off days the cafeteria is closed completely
2: wow wow number
1: two um the Chicago's Bears disregard for players' families. Um, apparently, um, some of the, so the Bears offer, uh, uh, so one of 11 teams that do not offer a daycare um, and the players feel like they offer the bare minimum to to say they do the things for families, but actually not try to take care of them. Um, so, okay, mm-hmm. so Bears really aren't family oriented like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buffalo Bills don't have a dedicated nutritionist. How's that possible, Ronnie? Oh, it gets better. It gets better. Um, How can you? The Cincinnati understand Bengals. That. The Cincinnati Bengals don't provide dinner, and they don't have a safe space for families.
2: That's why I never. They were,
1: um, and they were the number twenty seventh organization overall. How? Um, the, Den- the Denver Broncos throw caution to the wind with nutrition. Um, what did it say? Most of the feedback re- received focused on services available to players as opposed to any serious complaints about the club's facilities. This shows up in areas of how the club treats players' families as, a well, as well as a repeated complaint about the food and dietitian services. They are one of only two teams that do not offer vitamins to the players, and respondents feel that there is no customized plan for a players' nutrition. Mm. Um, the green bay packers outsource their physical therapists okay okay so the,
0: they uh, so their physical
2: uh, therapists are 1099s rather than payroll on w2 employees
1: right and that might not that might not necessarily be a bad thing because then you you can possibly eliminate some of the bias that the team might influence the doctors and physical therapists on um <clears throat> I'm trying to get to the one I, when I get to it. Oh, yeah. Wait till Don't this. Say one, doctor, split. this one. Oh, wait to this one. No, it's not about the Cowboys. It's not about the Cowboys. I probably, I didn't see anything bad about the Cowboys. I, I really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so the Jacksonville Jaguars had a rat problem. <gasps>
0: oh the my Jacksonville, god. Jacksonville
1: the Jacksonville Jaguars ranked as the 28th best team in our team report card. As one of the worst-ranked franchises in the league, there was no shortage of complaints shared by their player respondents. When asked what the number one thing they wanted changed at their facility, the answer was unanimous: get rid of the rats. Players and reported rats. that for rats, players oh, wow. reported that for three to four weeks this season there was a rat infestation in the locker room and laundry hampers.
2: Oh my gosh! And rats carry everything. And
1: they will attack you. It's funny there was a uh, there was a survey on social media going around um and it was like a list of animals and whatnot. It was like, like three bears, ten thousand rats, 15 hawks, uh a hunter with a rifle, uh like five hippos. there was a whole bunch of different animals and you had to pick two of the animals and you had to defend yourself against the other ones for an hour. And I can't tell you how many people chose the 10,000 rats because they're like, bro, just imagine 10,000 New York yeah. City-sized rats going to work for you.
0: Oh, like, yeah.
1: Done. Somebody going to have a bad day. Like
2: Indeed. Look, opponent ate all up.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> just just, just up. devoured. And believe it or not, Dr. Pitts, our Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, guess where they ranked overall out of all 32 teams? 18th 29th oh player responses showed that the treatment of players also falls well below other clubs across the nfl for example the chiefs are one of six teams that still make certain players have roommates and less than 50 percent of players feel that they have enough room to be comfortable on flights so essentially what they were saying is that a lot of the rookies and first second year players When they go to um, when they go on road games and whatnot, they're forced to um, uh, bunk up with each other as opposed to having their own individual rooms um, to, you know, because why do billionaires, you know, need to, you know, pinch pennies and whatnot. Um, Mm. Let's see what other uh, outrageous thing. Oh, the Los Angeles Chargers have filthy tubs. Oddly enough, they just opened up a, well, two point something billion dollar uh stadium. Stadium facility. <clears throat> Player respondents shared positive feedback for their head coach, Brandon Staley and strength coaches. The player respondents shared information indicating that they felt there are deficiencies within the training room, cafeteria and locker room, which all grade poorly among respondents. The maintenance for the hot and cold tub is lacking, with multiple respondents calling them gross. Last time I checked, hot and cold tubs definitely carry a lot of uh diseases, a lot of uh things and whatnot, especially on cold tubs. Oh my
2: um,
1: god. And
2: let's see. So uh and then what else? Um who was the number one team? Who has the best program in the, the league? Um, oh, it
1: was the um oh, the Minnesota Vikings. Wow, okay. The Minnesota Vikings had the uh, matter of fact. I can pull up the um, so and just just to give you an overview of the Dallas Cowboys report card. Uh, so you all were tied first in treatment of facilities, tied first in food services and nutrition, tied first in weight room, tied first in strength coaches, and tied first in locker room. The only the only not so good grade that y'all had, and the worst grade y'all had was a C minus. Was team travel. Y'all ranked twenty third in the league for team travel, but outside of that, you were either first, eighth, or fifteenth, and it was literally all A's, one B, and one C minus. Wow.
2: Well, oh. you know, for for those that haven't been to AT and T and to the Star and all of that, it's all that sort of rebate back chips because, yeah. like, if you go on the tours and stuff like that, well, you see, I've, I've had pictures taken in the locker room.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: like, I literally stood in Dak's locker hey Dak I stood in Dak's locker and had my picture taken right I stood in front of Zeke's and had my picture taken so I know, and I've
1: heard and I've heard Jerry World like the entire cons- it it's beautiful. is is phenomenal I've heard that. Yeah, it's so it's beautiful the the Vikings were first the Dolphins were second the Raiders were third the Texans were fourth and the Cowboys were fifth as the uh, best overall teams the
0: worst one who do you think was the had the worst grade um the worst i give you a hint they're in the nfc the redskins i mean the commanders yep mm-hmm.
2: and you they know what have- i'm not surprised by that you heard bezos is looking at at buying them did you hear that
1: right I, and I've also heard another crazy theory that Daniel, Daniel Snyder's final act as the owner and operator of the commanders is to basically give Lamar Jackson a blank check, guaranteed to come to Washington um, to team up with Eric Bienemy um, before he sells the team. Um, Cause apparently his logic is, um, I will give up as many first round picks as I need to, to get Lamar Jackson and fully guarantee his contract kind of as a you know a little fu to uh the new owner when he leaves um so be on the lookout for that unfortunately if i was lamar jackson i would not take that money until if it was jeff bezos offering the money i would <laughs> take it but if it's daniel mm-hmm. snyder offering the money i would not take that because He's, black he has a reputation
2: and, for not being the, the person that operates from the utmost integrity
1: right and for whatever reason it seems that ever since doug williams won that super bowl back in what 1990 91 or whatever whenever whatever. they won it, mm-hmm. it seems like black quarterbacks in washington do not pan out very well see mm-hmm. jason campbell and mm-hmm. uh donovan mcnabb and mm-hmm. uh rg3 um mm-hmm. but so yeah so just wanted to kind of talk about that um mm-hmm. i did i did find this very interesting though um especially about the Jaguars. Um, How the hell do you have a rat problem in your locker room, and your laundry room? That's crazy to me. Like how? And you know, granted, I get it. Billionaires are cheap. I get it because Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be a billionaire if you weren't cheap, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing I did find out is that from these ginormous TV contracts that the NFL gets, Mm -hmm. each team, did you know this? Each team before anything else before the NFL cuts the check to anybody else each team gets 300 million dollars a piece from the TV deal a total of 3.2 billion dollars is given to each team not each team not 3.2 billion to each team but totally. 300 million to each team
0: per year not one time not a one time fee each year wow well. Alrighty
1: then so you know now you know what i now the nflpa says they're planning on doing this every year i wonder i wonder if somehow some way we could push to have mental health services reported on this report card because once again Ooh,
2: ronnie that's good once again
1: just as much as all these other you know, resources and stuff are important. What are Mm -hmm. we doing about the players' mental health and overall mental well-being?
0: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, you know. That's good. Are the the clinicians available? You know, you know, if you got a clinician that's supposed to be over the entire team. Now, granted, I do know some clinicians carry heavy caseloads. A lot of people on their caseload. Mm -hmm. However, you all are billionaires. NFL is a multi-billion dollar organization. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's asking too much to have two clinicians per team.
0: You can split Mm -hmm. the
1: team in half. You take 30, I take 30, split the team in half, Mm -hmm. you know, X, Y, and Z. So I don't know if that's already being done, but I would like to probably see that on next year's report card because that's good. that matters. And I would, and I would like to see what the players have to say about, you know, their mental health, not being valued or appreciated. Yeah. Especially Mm -hmm. when, you know, it's all about what their physical bodies can do, not what their mental bodies, you know, have to endure Mm -hmm. and deal with on a day in day out basis. So, yeah. NFLPA, if you're listening, if anybody from the NFL is listening, let's let's add that to the poll card next year. What about the well-being uh-huh. of our of our uh athletes' mental health and everything and how that's judged per team? Um wow. but I imagine if they polled the commanders, I would imagine their mental health probably would not uh-huh. get A. Probably yeah. not, you know. Yeah. So wow. just a, just some food for thought. Just some food for thought. Noted. Now if somebody does this, I want my credit now.
2: <laughs> noted, noted, noted. So, yeah. So, Dr. Pitts, did you have any news to share or anything before we um, get started? Um, I just wanted to, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. I just wanted to get your take on it real quick. And and I'll, okay. I'm going to touch on it gingerly because it is such a sensitive issue. Mm. Um, And I don't remember the name, which is probably a good thing, I but I know people are familiar. So, after the, nas- the, the national championship, the accident oh, that occurred. Yeah, yeah. Me, coach and a player from Georgia the I young mean. man has been charged in your opinion because what they were saying on ESPN yesterday is you know the Chicago Bears are moving some things around now um, because they really thought that he that the Bears were going to
0: get him do you think that if How might the outcome of
2: those charges, considering there were two fatalities, Mm -hmm. impact the young man's chances of being drafted, in your opinion?
1: Oh, he won't get drafted. He might not be a top 10. He might not be a top five pick anymore. He might since. And it was two misdemeanor charges they gave him, reckless Mm -hmm. driving and speed street racing. Mm-hmm. um both of them if he was if he was convicted and charged to the upteenth degree for both of them mm-hmm. the max would get his year in jail and a thousand dollar fine which mm-hmm. i'm sure they would just basically it would probably be two three years probation and a thousand dollar fine which he probably walks around with that in his pocket at this point anyways mm-hmm. um so will he get drafted yes um will he be a top five pick um i'll say this he might slide to the bottom of the first round barring mm-hmm. any more details that come out now there's any other detail because they can't they obviously they can't test his blood alcohol because you know that's just fine. been forever but apparently one of the officers on scene said that when he came back to the scene an hour later it did not appear as if he had been under the influence of any alcohol or anything so mm-hmm. that's a positive um i think honestly we were both 21 um i don't know about you but at 21 and at 30, um, I am a little bit of a speed demon. Um, I don't wild out like I used to. Um, mm-hmm. but I have definitely um been in some situations where had not the, you know, the 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 good Lord above us been looking, you know, in my in my best interest, I've made some decisions behind the wheel that probably would have not ended up very good for me at all. Um so I don't judge when it comes to what people do behind the wheel, per se, because I have not always made the greatest decisions behind the wheel. However, I will say I don't think there's any legal punishment that you could give him that would not be more of a wake up call than people losing their lives. One of your teammates that you just went to war with not even 10 days prior lost his life because y'all were street racing and it could have been you, bro. Like yeah. that could have been you. That could have been your wheel that hit the curb and went tumbling. Could have yeah. been you. Y'all were bobbing and weaving through our traffic at two thirty in the morning. His vehicle was, I think, doing one hundred and five. So God knows how fast you were going if you were in front of him and you yeah. were in a track haul. And for people who don't know about a Jeep track haul, they they get down the road. <laughs> like there, there's no other way to put it. They get down the road. But I mean, if we're being honest, this is nothing new for the NFL. Dante Stallworth, I think it was like 10, 12 years ago, was drunk and killed somebody. They gave him a voluntary manslaughter. I think he did a year, two years in jail. He was back in the league. You know, I don't like the. He didn't hear anything
2: the- more about the Raiders player last year. Remember during the offseason, the Raiders player caught the DUI? He not probably
1: not coming back. He see, And I now,
2: and, and I was, have I literally haven't heard anything more about what transpired with that.
1: I well, I saw a video of him. Um Uh, a few months ago i think he's out but i think he's Mm -hmm. awaiting trial um Mm -hmm. but and i think that's probably the biggest difference between these two situations you know in that situation he literally killed somebody like it was him you know Mm -hmm. in this situation it's kind of like it's a like can you really blame him for the other person because it's like he was in his own vehicle now granted Both of them shouldn't have been driving. Well, both of them shouldn't have been speed racing, especially on the street in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. They should, you know, the other dude shouldn't have been drinking and driving. Let's start there. That's number one. He should not have been drinking and driving. He was three times over the legal limit. That's number one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, above all else, like, I feel bad for him because, you know, that's an unfortunate situation, but he's going to get drafted. Like he's, there's no, there's no doubt. Like, I don't know if you remember Laramie Tunzel um from 2014 he was the left tackle at Ole Miss mm-hmm. guaranteed top five pick literally I think an hour before the draft started his stepfather or father posted a pick of him in a gas in one of them gas masks the um the smoke gas mask I do that? remember that yep 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 and he went and literally on national tv we watched a top five pick go from a top five pick Two, I believe he got drafted either at the end of the first round or somewhere in the second or third round. And we watched that happen on national TV. Yeah. He going to get drafted, but he might not be a top five pick anymore. Um, But kids, if you out there listening, look, I get it. Look, Trust me. I'm a speed demon. All right. I tell you, I'm a speed demon in a car. I've been a speed demon on a motorcycle. Like, been there, done that. It feels cool. It's fun. When you're going over 100 miles an hour, you don't really understand how fast you're going, especially in a car. When you're on a motorcycle, 100 is really fast on a motorcycle. And mm-hmm. you make one mistake. It's just a wrap.
2: Just or if somebody like else that. makes a mistake. <laughs> right.
1: It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a car, you really don't understand how fast 100 is until bleep hit the fan. And then at that point, yeah. it's too late. Yeah. And so I'll I'll leave it with this. One of the things that my dad always used to say, whether it was a car, motorcycle, gun, whatever the case may be if you disrespect it, it will disrespect you in return. So if you yeah. get behind the wheel of a car and you act disrespectful, you treat the car with disrespect and you drive with disrespect, you will be disrespected in return. And it could cost treat you your the life. car
0: like a 40 often.
1: Yes, you know, so uh, it's an unfortunate event. Uh, I'm pretty sure mentally, I'm pretty sure that's gonna stick with him for a while. Um, and like he said, he got scared. He drove. He drove off and got scared, and came back an hour later saying, no, "I was never around here." At 21, I probably would. I probably would freak out and be scared too, and probably not be as forthcoming, you know. Initially, you know, I don't know. Never been in that situation. Pray to God I'm not. But it's just an unfortunate situation, and you know, so sorry about you know um, his teammate and the other uh, lady who was with them in the car who passed away. Um, you know, and condolences to them and their families and everything. Just a really unfortunate event. Um, that could have been prevented. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, unfortunately, it's one of those reminders that, hey, you know, when you mix alcohol and cars and, and, and testosterone, you really don't always get a good, you know, outcome. outcome um, right. And so right. take it from somebody who has been behind the wheel, um, inebriated one too many times than they ever should have um you don't always make the best decisions behind the wheel so just be mindful of that people yeah. um, let's talk about retiring huh man um so where where you want to go with this because um I- i've had to retire from a sport per se mm-hmm. um you know I- i've talked about it numerous times before uh, for mm-hmm. those who might be a first-time listener um oh yeah make sure you like subscribe to the channel and everything we appreciate that for all those who like and subscribe Mm -hmm. um help us build our subscribers you know because you know we want to make sure that we're getting our content out to everybody out there um so for those who might not heard my story before or who might just be a new listener to the show um i'll just kind of go through it real quick um i played 14 years of football from little league all the way through college had a had a pretty good college career um and, and due to uh, four knee surgeries within a span of eighteen months, um, I had to prematurely, you know, call it quits. Um, it, how did I come to that decision? Um, well, it was it was a, a bittersweet decision. Um, but if we if we take a time machine and go back to twenty fourteen, um, I had was just coming off my third knee surgery that February of twenty fourteen. Um, mentally, I was defeated. Um, mentally, I felt like, you know, I was being punished. I felt like I was, you know, being, um, like just had the worst luck with karma that I could possibly ever have. Um, and I felt less than myself because I couldn't do the one thing that I loved the most. So going into that summer of 2014, um, you know, me being, you know, 20 year old kid, you know, trying to, you know, hurry up and get back out there, listening to coach, you know, like. You know, hey, bruh, you know, this kind of been a theme for you the last year and a half, you know, what we're doing and whatnot. So, you know, me being young and dumb, I, I rushed to get back and everything because I just want to be back out there. I want to show coach that, hey, you know, I can do this. I'm good. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't do it the way I used to. Um, at the time, I had just had two knee surgeries on my uh, my right knee. Um, it wasn't nowhere near a hundred percent. If honestly, it probably wasn't even 50%. My leg had atrophied so much that it looked like I had, um, uh, a, a peewee player's leg compared to a, a college lineman's leg, you know, on both ends. Um, it was really hard to build the muscle back up. It was extremely difficult to want to work out. Every time I took a step, I would get this jolt in my knee. Um, and I'll never forget it. Um, we were supposed to report to camp that first Saturday in August. Um, and that Monday, that first Monday in August, I'll never forget it. Um, uh, my, my, best friend Carlton, um, he was, uh, coaching at a private school in, uh, Richmond. And I was over there with him just doing some last minute, you know, training and we was just talking mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I never forgot. I, I, I got teary eyed and I told him, I was like, bro, like, I don't know if I can go out there this Saturday. And, um, you know, he was like, what you mean? I was like, bro, I can't. I don't know if I can do this. Like, I can't run. I can't run 40 yards. I can't. You know, when I get in my stance, it's like somebody stabbing me in my knee. Like I I, I want to. I don't know if I can. And so, you know, he told me, he said, bro, you know, just give it just give it a couple more days to think about it. Give it a couple more days to think about it and, you know, see what happens. And so I'll never forget it. Um, that Saturday morning when we had to report to camp, um, I, I woke up and I was like, well, if I do this, this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my decision. I, I made the decision that that first day of camp was going to be my last first day of camp. Wow. Um, and I didn't tell nobody on the team. Um, I didn't want it to, you know, I didn't, you know, obviously, you know, I'm just, I was just a D2 college lineman. So, you know, I'm not like Tom Brady going on a no farewell tour or anything, but, <laughs> but I knew. For Aaron Rodgers I, I trying to
2: make a decision if you're going on a farewell tour.
1: <laughs> right. And, but the one thing I did know, is I did know my importance to the team. Um, I did know that I played a significant role. Um, I did know that my leadership and my and my intangibles did mean something to my teammates,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: but I didn't want it to be about me because, you know, as a lineman, it's never about you. It's never about you. Only time it's about you is when you mess up. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as you don't mess up, you know, it's never about you. So I didn't tell nobody. Um, as the season kind of progressed and everything, um, I started to tell some of my, my lineman teammates, you know, in meetings, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, yeah, bro, I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be back next year, bro. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know if I can do this. And they're like, you, you bro, you, you, man, you're just talking crazy, bro. You you going to be back next year. Mm-hmm. And so um, kind of like, you know, the Steelers are my uh, favorite team. And mm-hmm. of those who remember um, when the Steelers beat uh, the Seahawks in 2006 in the Super Bowl, um, it was kind of like Jerome Bettis', you know, farewell. You know, what better way to go out than winning the Super Bowl and calling a career? um so for me my equivalent to that was you know winning the CIAA championship our last my last year um in 2014 and you know we ended up making it to the second round of the playoffs and at that point I was just playing on borrowed time um you know but the day after the day after we had uh, lost to Bloomsburg I walked in the coach's office and I you know just broke down I was like I, I was like you know i'm not i'm not coming back next year um i just can't i can't do it you know mm-hmm. i i gave you everything i had this year mm-hmm. and he was like yeah man you know job well done man you know you, you i appreciate mm-hmm. you you know i appreciate what you did for this program and everything you mm-hmm. ain't gotta you, you explain nothing to me you know you did it um And then um, I had uh, sent a message to all my teammates. Um, We had a group chat uh, uh, for Mm -hmm. the entire team and I had sent a message to them. Like, you know, I just want to let y'all know um, that yesterday was my last game and everything. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. appreciate y'all. And, you know, my teammates were, you know, some of them like, nah, bro, you going to change your mind and everything. And I was like, Mm -hmm. nah, man, I'm done for real. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, to, to walk away. And, you know, I, I've shared everything after that, you know, a trillion times on the show. So I'm not going to go into detail about that. But, you know, for me, I felt like I couldn't have had a better way of going out than what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was proud of myself for sticking it through for one. Um, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I literally like, I, I mean, I was, I was literally back and forth about if I was going to go out there. Hell, I had even convinced myself that even if I don't start, Even if I'm just Mm -hmm. on the team, it's got to be the backup just, you know, Mm -hmm. just to, you know, say, hey, I'm out here. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but things worked out and everything. But um, it was not an easy decision. I had a year left. I had a year left of eligibility. um, And who knows, like if if I hadn't suffered the injuries that I had, would I have gone out there for that fifth year? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was him. Like, you know, I was him. You know, when you Google him, my name popped up in 2013. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was, I was at the kids. I was Himothy. That's who I was, you know? So, um, but no, it, it was not an easy decision. But once I made the decision, I didn't have to worry about just the internal strife of going back and forth mm-hmm. about not being committed to a decision. Mm-hmm. Once I committed to this was going to be my last year. I I did everything with that mindset. I, you know, as much as I didn't care for practice, I appreciated practice because I was still playing football. I got to go out there and play football. I didn't care for the meetings, but I was around my teammates. I was around my brothers. I was around the atmosphere. So I was fine with that. You know, the being on the bus for five and six hours on road trips, nobody likes that. But I appreciated it because I'm with my brothers. I get to go still see things and whatnot. So for me, I as much as I, you know, wanted, you know, to end my last season, you know, successfully, I also made sure that I really tried to appreciate a lot of the things that happened that season. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was going to be my last one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, football is one of those sports that once you hang it up from a, com- you know, a competitive standpoint, there is no senior league for football like what we played. You know, you don't yeah, see 50, yeah, 60-year-old yeah. men going out there and helmet and shoulder pads still trying to knock each other's head off. So, uh, uh, you know, and I think that adds to the the aura and the value of football is, you know, you only get to do this for a short amount of time and, yeah. you know, when you, but when you're in it, you really don't understand what, you know, people say that, like, you know, I always see people say, how do you know you're in the good moment when you're in it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And, that's,
1: and I think that takes a, a special type of person to really know when they're in the moment while you're in it, because sometimes we don't really know we're in the moment till the moment subsides. Um, and so, yeah, I I think for me, um, you know, I tried to give myself enough patience and grace to really get through that season and and know what was going on. And, you know, obviously afterwards, you know, I was a, I was a hot mess afterwards. You know, I, you know, life was, life was a blur those two years afterwards. I ain't even gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. And for those who know me personally, you know what that blur was. Um, but (laughs) you know, Um, yeah, I I was a hot mess. Dr. Pierce, if you met me in in between 2014 and 2016, you'd be like, boy, you a hot mess.
2: Like, you know, but, um, what were you going to say? I was, I was just going to say, Ronnie, that I, I think that one of the, and you, you sort of allude to, I think that one of the things that we just do not talk about enough regarding retirement. And, and should definitely be discussing it proactively because one of the things you know for sure, you're going to die at some point in time and no you are going to eventually hang up your cleats, your Jordans, your, your spike, whatever. You're no. going to hang them up eventually. You are not going to be able to play the sport at the level that you play it forever. At some point in time, you're going to have to give it up. And we don't talk proactively enough about the mental, the impact that that has on one's mental health,
0: mm-hmm. whether
2: it's a career-ending injury in high school that you know just destroy a person's dreams of playing sports collegially and then hope to going on to the league, whatever you know, league, mm-hmm. um, or you know, college, and then the, the 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 reality sets that you're not going to the draft for whatever sport and you're not going to whatever, it's going to come to an end. And what mm. we have learned time and time again as clinicians and also with all the guests that we've had on the show is that it has a tremendous impact on your mental health. All right. And we don't talk about it and we should because these conversations, at least to a degree, could be had proactively so that not only is there preparation, but that things are, are systematically put in place. So for example, when you talk about that period of 2014 to 2016 and you know things being a blur, they don't have to be as blurry or they right. perhaps don't have to be blurry at all if we could do a better job at preparing athletes for retirement. Um, mm. You know, it's it, consider it. you know, just like you, you have a will for when you depart this life, have, right. have a plan, have an actual retirement plan for what your life is going to look like after retirement, whether it's no longer playing, you know, only playing sports in high school and not playing at the collegiate level or playing at the high school and collegiate level, but not going pro or whatever the case may be, you have to have a plan. And, you know, I I remember um, on ESPN when Tom Brady announced this time that he was retiring. And one of the things that a few of the commentators kept stressing was going out on top. Like don't don't distort or um, blemish the the extraordinary accomplishments that you've achieved thus far. You are the GOAT. You are truly the greatest to ever do it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Don't mess that up. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my concerns is always when you hear these players like every time Brett Favre came back and after Peyton's injury at the Colts and he went to the Broncos I, I and I know this is just my mom joke right I'm like they gonna mess around and get hurt
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you're gonna end up in a freaking wheelchair because you don't know when when to stop, to, when to stop. it's hard it's yeah. hard I
1: so you know as and it's funny you say that because even for me um so after my after my uh last season um when the, so our coach that coached me had left and went to norfolk state and mm-hmm. um uh actually so coach byron three he was actually a graduate of the high school i went mm-hmm. to played in the league and everything for a couple of years he became mm-hmm. the next head coach of virginia state and you know i knew him and everything because he recruited me when he was at the university of richmond
0: mm-hmm. um
1: and so he had tried to you know get me to come back and everything and I mm-hmm. had you know even explored mm-hmm. the idea of being a GA and whatnot and I said well mm-hmm. I mean you know, I could be a GA I'll be a GA and work out but you know mm-hmm. I, I can't be I, I can't be on the field and you know mm-hmm. every day he'd be like you sure you sure you don't want to come back out there you sure you do not come back out there and you know I ain't gonna lie for about a week I con- I seriously contemplated I was like maybe you know, I, I can go back to work any I can go to work anytime you know I, you know so but I ended up not doing it. And I'm kind of glad because Mm -hmm. um, they didn't really have a good season that year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they went five and five or six and four. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the way a lot of things were handled that season, a lot of things they were doing, it would have it would have made me miserable. Like. And just to be honest, it would have made it would have made me miserable to have to endure that final season, knowing some of the things that were going down that season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad I didn't go back. But mm-hmm. how many times do we see where people leave when they leave on top? And and I'll tell you what happens. You sometimes, like for for example, when we won the championship and everything, you know, a lot of our nucleus from that 2014 team that came back. Mm -hmm. quarterback running back receivers pretty much the entire offensive line except for me Mm -hmm. um the defense came back except for maybe i think three or four starters so Mm -hmm. as a nucleus out of the original 22 starters that we had on the championship team i want to say 15 or 16 of us well 15 or 16 of them came back for the following season Mm -hmm. and the CIAA as a whole wasn't that good in 2015 it was not a good it was not a good yeah. conference in 2015 so on paper it looked like virginia state could have repeated like all they had to do was just don't mess up don't don't mm-hmm. beat yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: in a lot of those games they beat themselves they mm-hmm. lost a team they shouldn't have lost to
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it would have just pissed me off like if i'm being like, honest it would have pissed me off to go back out there get beat up that- lose <laughs> Cause I I'd have been hot. I, I would have okay. been pissed. Like I'd have been like, man, one of y'all gotta see me. Like, but it's when when it when it happens and you, you know, like I had I had my four, I had my fifth knee surgery after the season, got my meniscus mm-hmm. removed, felt mm-hmm. amazing again. Felt like, oh my God. Like when I woke mm-hmm. up, there was no pain in my knee. I was like, you know, I I could probably do this. Got your bionic you know, man parts. <laughs> yeah. You you know, you get you get a chance to really, and I think a lot of times, you know, too, is like just the, the schedule, you know, because you mm-hmm. really even as a collegiate athlete, you know, the only mm-hmm. really time we got real downtime was right after the season and for winter break, you know, from school mm-hmm. and then maybe a week or two after the spring semester before we started summer workouts. But outside mm-hmm. of that, constantly going, constantly going, mm-hmm. football, this, mm-hmm. football, that, football, this, football, that. And so when you take a step back, when you get like a month off where you ain't really got to think about it. hmm kind of get recharged you're kind of like okay well I ain't, I ain't got that type of stress on my life so it's like mm-hmm. why not let me try one more time and then you get re-reminded the moment something doesn't go right this is yeah. why i walked away the first time this is why yeah is why i said i'm not coming back because of this right here and then it kind of it kind of like you said it kind of like when you stay too long it's not as graceful as the exit as right if you leave. and i and i don't think and i will say this um for anybody out there listening, um, I don't think there is a, a right way to know what the perfect, you know, exit strategy is from mm-hmm. competitive sports, because you never know. Like, you could walk away, come back, and it work out. You mm-hmm. can. We've seen that happen before. We've seen Jordan. Jordan retired, Uh, what, he retired after the 94 season, mm-hmm. retired. Now, we you know they said he retired for, you know, other reasons other than basketball, but we're not here to discuss that right now, but he <laughs> retired, came back, won mm-hmm. again. Yeah, second time he retired, retired, came back. Eh. Right, um, Brett Farr. The first right. time he retired and came back, yeah. he did all right. The second time he retired and came back, now he did all right. He did all right because that was that was the uh, the Minnesota team.
2: The, the, uh, remember the remember the bounty gate? i remember he went to minnesota and but it was a whole big but like, there was so much there was the a, there was a I lot of B- i because there was, there was, a, was a lot like, of bs so to drama. it yeah there was so yeah. much drama around it when he came back the second
1: time it's like what are you doing right and then but they made it to the NFC championship game yeah. and then that's when the, the uh new orleans saints just turned into absolute i mean bounty i still but like to this day you know, I'm only 30, so obviously I didn't see the what they call the the glory days of football. But mm-hmm. that that NFC Championship game between the Vikings and Saints is still one of the most just brutal assaults I've ever seen a quarterback endure. <laughs>
0: like,
1: I mean, the Saints tried to kill that man that day, and mm-hmm. then it was that moment Brett realized, you know what? Let me let me get my ass up out of here and go home and sit down on somebody's yeah. couch Play and, my chair. Go the, <laughs> and go steal these poor people and go steal these poor people money. But we're not doing that, right? Let me shut up because I already see he putting out lawsuits. So let me shut up because I Brad, you sue me, you're gonna be highly disappointed. right I ain't I ain't got nothing to give you. So I don't know, tell you. I'm not Pat McAfee or or Shannon Sharp. So don't send a lawsuit my way. I'll just shut up. But hey, you know, I see you went and sat down and decided to do other things,
2: but well well speaking of other things, when when you when it comes to retirement, because what I want to tie it together and because we're freaking out of time. Um, When you, when you tie it all together, regardless of what stage an athlete is in their, Mm. their athletic journey and whether they choose to no longer play or they're forced to no longer play because of injury or team or, you know, things just not going out, going the way that they had envisioned or whatever the case may be. Mm. I really truly believe when I look at the steps of the plans that could be and should be put in place to prepare for retirement. I think that each of them has the ability to compromise mental health if they're not done, except for what, like, Ooh. I tell people, you know what, and they talked about this with Tom Brady, right? It's like, dude, what, right off into the sunset, celebrate this extraordinary career that you have had, celebrate your retirement, celebrate the contribution that you made to the game, celebrate all of the the records that you've broken, celebrate, 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 celebrate. And I think that that speaks to the challenge that so many people have, Ronnie, is that people are so busy being hungry for more, 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 and to a degree. To a degree, right. there's nothing wrong with wanting more. But there's also something extraordinary to be said about being grateful for what we have and being grateful for what we've accomplished and being grateful for the contributions that we've had, that we have made. I think that, you know, one of the other things that, that always seems to be a tell is that unless you are one of those athletes that just die hard, die hard about mm-hmm. physical fitness After Mm -hmm. y'all stop playing, there's always weight gain because y'all stop exercising and all that muscle gets soft. (laughs) So you have to keep some degree of exercise regimen in place and Mm -hmm. really keep your physical health a priority too because of all the injuries that you've sustained because of the 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 annihilation that your body's with and here's what do we know to be true is yeah football is the the hardest on the body but bas- basketball baseball pro- like all athletes because of the sport sustain injury right. so you have to be able to be intentional in maintaining your physical fitness after the fact
0: mm-hmm. what
2: are you going to do instead it's like my
0: mm-hmm. husband was yeah. reading
2: the other day about tom brady's contract for um, commentating uh, starts in 2024 paid like was some like 300 more, more
1: money, the, money, money than he made in his entire NFL
0: career
2: yeah like it's bananas so what's your hobby gonna be <laughs> what 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 are you gonna do instead what are you gonna replace it with because that time I honestly and truthfully believe Ronnie that what you do with your time after you retire is going to have the greatest impact on your mental health. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If you, don't, if you don't find new ways that are positive and productive to take up that time, you, hence why mental health issues, particularly you hear so many athletes after they get done playing, talk about exacerbated mental health issues and the depression that kicks them in. you, mm. you your your identity. You all right. have, be, you become one with the sport. You It's like y'all are Siamese twins, with the, your conjoined twins with mm. the sport. And then when you're separated, so many times we hear about these athletes that literally take their own life or go through these deep periods of depression where they are contemplating self-harm. Mm. And you have to be able to combat that. Spend quality time with your family. You know, what do you want to do? Go, some of them go back to school, get your degree. Some of all them right. come out in whatever year and 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 go into the. Go back to school, get your degree, because you're going to need to be able to. I will. Something. I will say.
1: Okay. I will say this about mm-hmm. and you, and you make a you make a, a excellent point and above all above anything else we've talked about today if there's one thing people take away from today's show, please listen up, all right? Do not wait until your career is over to find another hobby, please. Yeah. Let me say that one more time. Please do not wait until your career is over, your athletic career Mm -hmm. is over Mm -hmm. to find a hobby that you can do in your free time. Or new routines. Or new routine. Take it Mm -hmm. from somebody who did that and that two-year blur that I talk about was not pretty because of that and I will yes. say and, I, and I'll say this you know and I'll be honest and, I, and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in this and if you do feel mm-hmm. this way please comment on our video and let me know if you feel the same way yeah. um out of all the things I've done post football since 2014 since November 29th 2014 mm-hmm. when my athletic football career ended
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love the things that I have learned to do, tried to do, and incorporated into my daily life. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I that I still say to this day, nine years later, is that none of those things give me the same joy, love, or excitement as football. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay, you know. Um, I don't think anytime you do something for the first time and then you try and do it again gives you the same excitement, joy, or, you know, eagerness as you did it the first time. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, there are other things out there. You are more than an athlete. All right.
0: Yeah. You That's are more some than a athlete. Set some goals for life Right. After yeah. Sports.
1: That's right. So well, strong. I mean, so as, mu- as much as as much hey, as setting goals is important, I think also to having that balance and having yeah. that mental awareness of not associating your identity with solely your sport. Yeah. You know, I did that. All right. I always took my identity was football. I eat, mm-hmm. drink, sleep, everything football for so mm-hmm. 14 years. Mm-hmm. I will, you call it tunnel vision, hyper focused. Mm -hmm. fixated obsessed you know all those adjectives that was me Mm -hmm. don't be me all right be better than me that's why we do this that's why we have this platform so i can let people know be better than me if i if i can help somebody avoid that transition period where it's just ugly brutal rough please listen to my words have a life outside of football have a
2: routine or basketball or baseball or is, swimming or hockey or golf or whatever it is. Any, any sport. Don't Badminton. just be defined by your sport.
1: Right. Because if you allow yourself to be defined by your sport, then when you have to walk away from your sport, it's a tough transition. I, I, I'll just be honest, it's a tough transition. Um, so, yeah, please, 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 please begin to prepare for, like you said, a great, just like a will for your actual physical life. For your athletic career, have a plan of action for post career. Yeah, because you you think you don't have you think you don't have a lot of time when you're
2: playing. You have nothing but time when you're done. And and an idle mind is the devil's workshop.
0: Yes. yes. You that look,
2: You get into that place where your life becomes a blur.
1: <laughs> Boredom can spark one of two things: it can spark creativity or chaos. Right. Right. Oh, that's a yeah. bar. Ooh. Ugh. We're done, you know, Ronnie. I ain't, got to say. I, ain't got nothing, I ain't got nothing else to say. Well, look, y'all, I appreciate y'all for logging in again. Once again, make sure y'all uh like and subscribe to the channel. You can find the channel under Dr. Lauren Pitts um on YouTube and uh go to House Talk Pregame, or you can search House Talk Pregame on YouTube and one of our existing videos will show up. Make sure yep. you go check out our video from last week too, where we had a great conversation with Kevin Miminger. Yep. Um, And also make sure to check us out here each and every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. All right. Like I said, we had a great topic lined up for you all again next week. We got another guest on next week. We got Kevin coming back actually um, for part two of our conversation. Um, So look, everybody enjoy your weekend. Have a beautiful Saturday and we'll talk next week. Peace.
0: Bye everybody.